This is Write Your Own Story, Three Keys to Rise and Thrive in Life and Business. I'm your host, Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian. The week isn't over yet, but it has certainly been one that has invited me, asked me to really intentionally model and live all of the things that I talk to you about here on the podcast, the things that I talk to my clients about. So I thought maybe I should just share a week in the life of living intentionally to thrive from Rebecca's life. (laughs) Uh, And maybe this is a horrible idea. And if so, you can just skip it. But maybe it's exactly what you need to hear. And maybe both are true. Some of you, no way. Others, deep meaning. That's really the main point here (laughs) is that we're all living a unique life based on our past, our present, and our hopes and our dreams for the future. And it's up to us to take on every scenario that happens in our lives based on those things, based on our past, present, and hopes and dreams for the future. That is the rule book other than the Bible. That's the main rule book. As I was navigating some of this uncertainty (laughs) this week, it just has me really reflecting on those things for me, past, present, and dreams for the future. And I guess I want to start by saying that being able to see those things with kind and loving eyes for ourselves is a real confidence builder. And I know from my own experience and from working with clients that that doesn't come naturally, looking at your own life with kind and loving eyes. We tend to look at our lives critically, usually in the name of wanting things to be better. But I've said it before and I'll say it forever that nobody ever shamed themselves into a better life. And so if there's one thing that you take away from today, take that. Learning to look at your past, your present, and your hopes and dreams for the future with kind and loving eyes. Because they're an important part of living a thriving life. The past, because you've learned some things from the past. Some of the things that you've learned are from being in the thick of it and surviving it. But your past represents many of the patterns that are still trying to live in the present. And sometimes we have to create new patterns new relationships, new expectations in our present day lives. And that means being able to look at the past and acknowledge those patterns and then asking ourselves if they still serve us. Are they helping us get to our hopes and dreams of the future? How do they feel? And so as I was navigating life (laughs) this week, it's always interesting. It seems like my kids and my clients and those that are friends close in my life seem to have some similar things, like the energy tends to go in waves throughout our lives. And so this week, I was doing my, you know, regular walk through the woods as I do every morning with Zuri, my dog. And this time of the year, fall time of the year, (laughs) brings out the spider webs. (laughs) 
And hey, I'm a farm girl. I was taught to kick the can of horse feed before you scoop it so the rats didn't climb up your arm or mice. I waded through a lot of cow crap. I'm not afraid of things for the most part. We had a pet snake. But if there's one thing that's going to get me riled up and feeling some kind of just ah, fear, freaking Spider-Man. I don't know what it is about them, but they just give me the willies. And so this time of the year in the woods is full of all the spiders and all the spider webs. I'm laughing because my good friend, Emily Shaw, she walks in the morning in woods near her house too. And sometimes we'll walk and talk on the phone together. And she and I have been talking about, you know, ah, it's spider web season. Like it impacts my sense of calm and my sense of joy. So we even design and look for things that we can carry through the woods to like swipe away the spider webs in front of us so they don't have to hit our face and get on our clothes because then my mind goes to was there a spider on that web and is it now in my hair if you live in my neighborhood near where I walk in the woods and you hear screams in the morning <laughs> it's usually because I've hit a spider web and I'm screaming because I hate them also because I am intensely self-aware and reflective also say to myself, Rebecca, your fears are going to attract these things. Like your mind is such a powerful thing. The more you think about the spiders and the spider webs, the more they're going to be there in front of your face, the more you're going to notice them. They're already going to be there, but let's not attract more attention to them because that just evokes more fear. Just go in calmly, be prepared, wipe them away with your stick that you're carrying, wear your hood on your sweatshirt, but just breathe. And some days that works really well, but Monday morning, it did not. And so not only is it spiderweb season, the bees in the fall are all dying away and they're looking for one more hit of food and they're angry and you're more apt to be stung in the fall than you are any other time. So as I'm walking through the woods Monday morning, I encounter spiders, bees, bee stings. In fact, there were two encounters. I think one was a spider bite and one was a bee sting. I think it, it all happened collaboratively. And I wish there would have been a hidden camera because <laughs> I'm sure I could have won America's Funniest Home Videos with what went on. I mean, walked through the spider web felt something either bite or sting me on my arm, screamed through the leash that I carry, even though I don't have Zuri on the leash, in case we encounter a neighbor and I need to put her on our leash, then tried to collect myself once I'm trying to get the spider webs off of me. And knowing that I got either bit or stung and just trying to breathe through it and then got myself kind of calm and then reached down to grab the leash. And as I did, something... Bee or spider, I think that one was a bee, had crawled up the back of my shirt, which was a long shirt over biker shorts. And I got stung on the butt through my shorts, screamed again. I'm getting to a point, I promise. I'm sharing this because all of my fears were on my mind and I drew them all into existence. Some might call it manifesting. But what is in your mind and the things that you talk about really do become reality. So we have to be really mindful, careful, intentional, not to draw the things in that we don't want. So I got myself together. I got back home, put some baking soda on my bite stings, whatever they are. Still don't even know. Doesn't matter. And 
just said to myself, well, you went and did it, didn't you, Rebecca? You drew in exactly what you didn't want with your fears and your thoughts. Like, that was dumb. Stop it. And all was fine. I went to lunch with my good friend, Christy. We had a picnic. It was amazing. Came home, was feeling kind of icky, and my arm was starting to swell. So I went to bed early and just like, I'm just going to shut this day down. <laughs> I woke up Tuesday morning with my arm... Unfortunately, my butt didn't swell that much. My daughter seems to think that would have been a benefit if it would have to me. She's kind like that when I told her my story. She was like, oh, good. So the squats didn't work out. You at least got that going for you. I'm like, thanks, love. So I woke up Tuesday morning and my arm was about three times the size of my other one. Popeye-like, if you will. And it hurt, y'all. And I am holistic in my approach to life. Natural, don't take anything but supplements, eat healthy. It quickly became apparent that I was going to need some Benadryl or something to deal with this swelling in addition to some ice. Well, for somebody that doesn't take things, Benadryl just totally kicked me on my ass. <laughs> I was tired, Joe. And I had a meeting scheduled with Wes, who was on the podcast last month. And we had such an amazing conversation on the podcast. And we live very close to each other. We said, you know, well, let's get together and see if there's other ways that we can collaborate and support one another, which, you know, is my favorite thing is connection. And I had this scheduled with Wes for that day. And I immediately went into, you can't cancel because this is your first meeting with him and you don't want him to think you're a slacker. So I'm sharing all this with you today on the episode so I can model for you the reality of everybody's life has these patterns from our past that want to stick with us in our present, but threaten us from having the life that we want for our future. And so I started my own business, I don't know, what's it been, seven years ago? And so I am my own boss. <laughs> I didn't have to call in sick. I just needed to acknowledge that I was not well. And I certainly wasn't going to show up to meet with Wes to add the value that I wanted to add to this conversation. And so I laid there on the couch. I said to myself, well, I'll just take a 30-minute nap and I'll be good as new and then I'll get back to work. Because, I mean, I always have projects that I'm working on. I'm preparing for Rise and Thrive. Kick off in a few weeks. There's always work to do as an entrepreneur. It wasn't like it was a free day, you know. And so I thought, I'll just lay down for 30 minutes and I'll feel better. And the whole time I was trying to rest, I was just playing this scenario in my mind of, should I cancel or should I not? I just had the song, should I stay or should I go? No pop in my head. And I then said to myself, intensely self-aware, hell-bent on reflection as my life and as I teach you all, where is this coming from, this angst about whether you should cancel or not? And I just went down that reflecting on the past patterns of if you're serious about your job, you always show up. And then I ask myself, is that actually true? Is that actually what makes you serious about your job? Or is the value, relevance, and impact Hello, VRI. If you're new here, that's a lot of what we do in Thriving. Is your VRI for this conversation with Wes to come as your best self, eager and excited to get to know him better and brainstorm about what you might do collaboratively? And if you show up on a Benadryl bender, only about a quarter of your capacity, is that going to have the value, relevance and impact that you want to have? No, it's not. 
And are you, Rebecca, doing this out of some old pattern to be dutiful and to prove yourself that you always show up? Is that going to give you the impact that you want? No, it's not. And are you asking others to live out this intentionality of adding value, being relevant, and making an impact? Yes, you are. Okay, then what are you going to do? You're going to schedule a time with Wes when you can be your best self and have the impact that you want to have from this conversation. And so I messaged Wes and I said, I need a reschedule. And I told him why. I said, here's the TMI. I'm on a Benadryl bender and I just can't keep my eyes open. Of course, he was so gracious. Take care of you. Sounds great. And we're going to get another time on the calendar. So then I took a deep breath because the rest of my day had already been rescheduled for one reason or another. It's almost like God knew I was going to need a day. (laughs) And so then I've got the rest of the afternoon to figure out what I'm going to do or not do. And I still was just ruminating on what could you do to be productive while you're feeling not your best self? Like this prove yourself, work harder, sound familiar? hello to root causes of burnout, patterns of the past, I was told, you were told, most of us were told that those were the monikers of success. Those were the patterns that would make us successful. And for most of us, it did make us successful if we think about it in terms of promotions, money, the business side of things. But what I'm asking us to do is measure our lives based on how it feels. I got on the couch, so that way if I did fall asleep while I was trying to do some work, I could just honor the nap that came upon me. But if I was awake, I'd do some email. Constantly just negotiating with myself about this day. I'm sharing this with you today because I want you to know how this plays out for somebody that teaches this, somebody that believes in it. I still have my old patterns of the past that are constantly clawing at me and I'm working to reset and rewire and reframe. And so I said to myself, well, your inbox is as always a mess because I don't check email. If you've sent me a message, you know that my out of office says I only check emails on Mondays and Fridays. Well, Monday was a holiday. So technically this was my email check day and I definitely needed to go in there and clean some things out. And so I thought that's a good kind of mindless activity, clean out some of the junk, move stuff into folders, like you can do that half away. And so I did that for about an hour and made some significant progress. But the old me would have pushed through until it was like inbox zero. P.S. There's no awards for inbox zero. And about an hour into this, I just could not keep my dang eyes open. And so I shut my laptop, sat it down beside me, made myself a lavender mint coffee drink that I fell in love with last week at a coffee shop. I was like, I'm just going to drink me a coffee that I love. And I'm just going to lean into this day of rest. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw that post. And that's what I did. I finally just succumbed to the present and what I have said I wanted for my future, which is my life to feel more like me. And sometimes that means an unplanned rest day, which doesn't make me a slacker or a loser or any less serious about my business. 
It makes me human. And I snuggled down into my couch, which I had actually spent the whole or most of the weekends rearranging furniture at my house and taking all the covers off the couch and washing everything and just cleaning everything up. And I just love September as a fresh start. It almost feels like my new year. I don't know if that comes from, again, patterns of the past. In my old job at Franklin Covey, August was our fiscal year in. So September literally was a new fiscal year for the business. And it was always a new school year year and it's new school supplies. And I always like to get a refresh in September as the summer closes down. And I know I'm getting ready to do more nesting and being inside for the winter in the Midwest. And so September is this like I typically rearrange furniture instead of spring cleaning. I do September cleaning. And so I just had this moment of realization of your house is probably the cleanest it's going to be in a while. And you could just hunker down into this clean couch that you prepared for yourself and just lay your head down, Rebecca. Just lay your head down and you will still be valuable, worthy, and important in your work. Even if on a Tuesday after a long weekend that you hadn't planned for, you lay your head down and you sleep and you rest. And I just exhaled and I said, Lord, what do you need me to hear today now that I'm quiet. And that was the point. That's what needed to be heard is you are valuable and worthy on a day of rest that wasn't planned. And the patterns of the past are always going to be trying to pull you back. And it's up to you to decide how you want your life to feel. And you could have chosen that I feel guilty and I feel bad because I'm not showing up for my appointment with Wes or my work that I had on my plan for the day. Or you could just rest and feel worthy because you are a child of God and everything is in his hands anyway, and it's all going to be okay. And if you really want to assess this from a control measure optimized business perspective, Rebecca, it's about four or five hours in a really big life. Relax. And I did. And it was fabulous. It was beautiful. It was exactly what I needed. Even though my Popeye arm was throbbing, I needed the rest. And I took it and I leaned into it and it was a beautiful thing. The next day, get out, arms getting better, less swelling. Okay, feeling better today. We don't need to take Benadryl. Everything's going to be okay. I get a call from my son. He's 25, lives in Nashville, and he's not feeling well. He's got cough. He's just not feeling well. And he had been with some friends over the weekend and they had sore throats and they weren't feeling great either. But he's supposed to be going to work. And he says, I don't know what to do. He's in sales, retail sales. So he's face to face with people all day. He says, I don't want to get anybody sick, but I don't want them to think I'm a slacker. <laughs> Funny, right? Mom just talked herself off this slacker story yesterday. Now she's having this conversation with her son the following day. So I said, what are you concerned about? I don't know if this is an exact quote, but he said, well, you've always told me to show up. You've always said, just show up. And I just got this knot in my throat. And I thought, in the name of building good character, you taught him to prove himself and work harder. As parents, there are times that our kids are just faking it totally or being a little bit of a baby. And you got to inspire them to step up. But apparently, that message had stuck in a way that was prove yourself and work harder. And I thought, oh no. And I said, well, you're a good employee, right? And he said, I think so. 
but he's fairly new in this job too. So that was also fueling his insecurity at this store. He's only been in Nashville for three or four months. And so he's still proving himself to these people and these managers. And I said, what do you think? How do you feel? He said, I don't feel good. I said, then rest. And he did. He called and he said, I'm not feeling well, sore throat. I said, okay, no big deal. The next day he wakes up, still feels bad. He didn't call me that morning. He just got up and went in. So I have taught him about using the power of your words. And I said, just pray about it. Say, I am healed. I am whole, which is the thing we do around the year. We speak to our body in that way. And he decided I'm going to be well tomorrow. I'm just going to get up, set my alarm, shower, go to work, not even question it. So that's what he did. He gets to work, still not feeling great. And if he needs to cough, he was going in the back rooms, trying not to do it around anybody. And his boss came up to him and said, dude, are you sick? Do you feel bad? And he said, I didn't know what to say. He said, because all of my old jobs, he's worked in restaurants and retail, and it is a show up culture. Like, don't be a baby. Show up if you're sick. Always show up. And he said, I didn't know what to say because the patterns of his past were saying, you're not allowed to be sick. If you're sick, you're a loser. If you're sick, you're making it hard on other people that showed up today. You always show up. He said, I didn't even know how to respond. And finally, it got so uncomfortable, the manager said, look, if you get other people sick here, I'm going to kick your ass. So if you're sick, go home. And he said, okay, well, I'm going to go home because I don't want to get anybody else sick. And he calls me on the way home. And he said, I got sent home. And I said, for what? And he said, being sick. And I said, okay. He said, I've never worked in a place that didn't just want you to show up. And he said, it's kind of confusing. And I thought, oh my gosh, here we are live in these patterns. I said, I went through this yesterday, dude. I get it. And go home and rest so you do feel better. And so I share both of those stories with you today. Again, past patterns, asking yourself, is this pattern serving me well? Or is it hurting me for the life that I want to live in the future and how I want to feel? And so my son, he would love to just honor the fact that he's sick and he needs to rest instead of feeling like that's bad and that's wrong. And being human is a bad thing because we're machines here to produce and we just always have to show up. And so we're always learning if we pause and reflect on the patterns. What's this saying to us? What do I want to choose for my future? Reflection and then reconnect. Connection. And so there's been several other things this week. I got some news from a business partner about some changes that are happening and changes that I hadn't anticipated. But a part of that conversation was really emotional for me. I cried. And I think part of it was because that was on the Benadryl day. I was not myself. But I cried because I got my feelings hurt about something that someone had said about me. And... It's hard to hear those things. You know, I always say we're not for everyone. And even this situation, I don't know the context, right? I have a tiny bit of information and I am filling in the blanks of the story with my own context, which was probably not accurate. So I'm reflecting on all of these things. And after we got off the phone, I just went through and I allowed myself to feel my feelings. I allowed myself to feel hurt. I allowed myself to feel it all. And I let the tears flow. Those are cleansing. Those are good for your nervous system not to hold back, but just to feel things. And then once I was calm and kind of through that part of things, I just asked myself, what about this is so upsetting and emotional? 
And I found a pattern of the past from my childhood that it was pushing on. And I said, oh yeah, that's the one. The one that feels really uncomfortable and hurt if people are making fun of me or talking bad about me. And I just honored that pattern of the past. And, and then I said, okay, you've made up a lot of this story that you don't know if it's true. Like, be honest with yourself, Rebecca. What are the facts? And when I looked at the facts, it really wasn't nearly as escalated and elevated emotionally as I had allowed it to be. And so I said, okay, what is this really showing me, teaching me? And I pulled out my journal and I wrote some things about it. And then I prayed about it. And I said, Lord, what do you want me to know and do and feel out of this? And some new thoughts came up. And I was able to then get to a place that said, we have to be able to let things go, people, expectations, as much as we let them in. That's rhythm. It's the ebb and the flow of emotions and thoughts and feelings and expectations. And this was an opportunity for me to practice that. And as I looked at my dreams for the future, for my business and the way this was going to impact my business and journaled through that and prayed through that, I realized that this may have been God's plan all along for some of the things that he's preparing me for. And it doesn't mean that the changes weren't emotional to me, but it was time for a new season. It's time for a new chapter. And that's okay. If we want to grow and evolve and live out our dreams and our future, we have to be okay that sometimes doors get closed in order for others to get open. And once I allowed myself to look at the patterns, to feel the emotions, to reflect and think through how this impacted me in my future, I was okay. And it took all of about 45 minutes to do that, to go from tears of fear and frustration to, okay, this is okay. And I thought back about how would the old me have handled this? And I immediately thought I would have called a friend and I would have spread it around. I would have wanted her opinion or his opinion. I would have stirred it up rather than reflect and let myself process through my own thoughts and emotions and come to my own conclusions. Because once you call a friend, their opinions about you and their story gets mixed into your story. And then your thoughts and your feelings aren't necessarily your own. Now you're taking on their advice and opinions. I'm all for connection, but I think sometimes it's more important to just stay in the reflection and make the decision for yourself about how you want to respond to things. Jumping to connection too soon isn't necessarily helpful. And so I was glad that I didn't do that. And that was a pattern that I thought, oh, I want to talk about this. And then I thought, well, no, because it was between me and this person and it didn't need to be shared to anybody else. I just needed to reflect on it. And I'm so glad that that's the way I handled it because it's fine. It's more than fine. It's exactly how it's supposed to be. And I got there by reflection and then thinking about the connection and the beautiful relationship that I still have with this person. And that's okay. It's all good. And so again, my intent for this episode was just modeling for you what reflection and connection looks and feels like. And being really loving and kind with your story is a beautiful way to process. Okay, y'all, that's it. Hopefully today it's just going to go as planned, but who knows? Who knows? Love you, mean it.
Thanks for listening to this episode. I would love it if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. And then you can go to RebeccaFleetwoodHessian.com and join the Badass Women's Council. And if you really want to take a deeper dive, join the movement of a thousand thriving women. There's amazing Thrive tools there for you today. Love you, mean it. I'm not coming down. Hey, y'all, fun fact. If you like the music for the podcast, that is actually my son, Cameron Hessian. And I would love it if you would go to Spotify and iTunes and follow him and download some of his other music. My personal favorite is TV Land.